Hola, galeras. Welcome to the Painter Files podcast. I am your host, Jaws Blake, as you well know. This is episode 139. A lot going on. Can't wait to tell you about it. So, yeah, it's been a week since we last spoke. Unless you're on the uh, Patreon, in which it's been a couple days. Um... Yeah, we just got the living room and the hallway done and the in the uh dining room done as far as carpeting goes. We got rid of all the boxes, we got rid of everything. So the place looks pretty different actually. It feels different. I like walking on the new carpet with my bare feet. It feels nice. <laughs> Silly times. Um yeah. I mean it's coming along. I gotta paint. Uh I gotta do some some spot check painting. And I got to sand like one or two spots that I put some stuff on, put a tarp, put a, put like a a thing down so, you know, you don't spill stuff everywhere. But, um, yeah, it feels good, honestly. I feel better about it than I felt in a couple of weeks, which is nice. It's a nice feeling to like feel at ease, at peace and whatnot. Uh, I've been putting out a bunch of videos on YouTube. I hope you've been checking those out. Those are fun. Uh, Painter Files. Check them out. And it's just been really well done, actually. I felt really happy about it. Started painting again, putting some stuff up. I got to clear out the whole studio today, which is a little stressful, but that's okay. I put it all back the next day, so it'll be fine. Drink some water. It's it's an interesting time to be alive in El Pentora's life. But I feel I feel happy about it. I feel like I've I'm closer to a milestone in which I have been trying to get to for the last couple of weeks and or months even. And I just I just feel good. It's a strange feeling to feel at ease. More so than I've been feeling lately and recently. And I just wanted to just elaborate on that. Say how as things go by, they seem kind of hard and ridiculous. But as time seems to kind of catch up, it's it's working out a lot better than I thought it would. And I'm happy about that. To all those uh, moms out there, happy Mother's Day just happened. Uh, Feliz mamis. (laughs) And, yeah. So, I mentioned the painting stuff. I felt this underscore of nervousness a couple months back. That really has been hard to kind of shake, which was starting paintings and then having to clear everything out and do all the stuff and everything. And that, you know, abruptly, abruptly having to put my entire studio in storage and then not being able to do anything for months. And I talked to Alec about it. I finally just kind of let all that energy go somewhere. And it honestly helped a lot. I think I'd been holding so much of this in that I hadn't really been honest about to myself, to Alec, to all these all these kind of forces around me and entities that I was really nervous that, you know, I was going to have to pack up being a painter for a while. And so I was afraid to start something because that's a drastic move, a huge step. 
a big, big, big point. And as time has gone by, I've realized, you know, it's not silly. It's not a silly feeling, but it is one of those. It wasn't based on, it was based on my fear. It wasn't based on really anything other than my fear. And so I had to kind of shake myself loose of that. Figure out a way to let that feeling go in some sense. And I didn't know what to do about that. I wasn't sure how that was meant to come about and give myself peace until I really kind of said it out loud. And now I feel more alive. I feel more more possible, more plentiful, if it were. I do want to get some more murals in this year. I would love to do some really cool artworks and stuff. I'm not really sure exactly when I'm going to do it and how I'm going to do it, but I am going to do it. I do promise that. I'm definitely going to do it. I have no question in my mind that it, it will happen. It's just getting it started seems to be a bit of a, a bit of an ordeal. I did have one uh, one 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 little part that was actually offered to me, but I couldn't do it because I didn't have the time to do it. A window was broken at a at a vegan place and I am sorry at a butcher shop uh, that my my in law Justine works for. And they wanted me to paint like a board that was going to go over, go over it. But it did not, uh, I just, I didn't have the time to do it. So that was kind of difficult at the time, but it all worked out. I mean, I didn't do it, but (laughs) the opportunity was there. And I mean, we're all about opportunities and chances and just... Attempting to just kind of get places and and parts going. Uh, Also today, I recorded Painter's Breakfast uh, in the art studio, which I've never done before. It was kind of awkward. I had like donuts and coffee. Um, The coffee and donuts came from 7-Eleven. It's the one right above at the top of my street. They are the worst (laughs) 7-Eleven. I always forget that. They typically have only one thing of coffee uh, to choose from, and then most of the machines don't work, and then the weirdest thing happened, all the lids to all the cups were the wrong size, and I'm like, but they're your cups, they say 7-Eleven on them, like they're specifically made by you, so it didn't make any sense, they didn't, just like the tops, the lids didn't fit at all, so I had to drink some hot coffee as I was walking back home, because the lid just went and flew away, <laughs> And it was halfway down the road, so I, I couldn't go back and get it. It was in the street, and there's like a five-lane highway going on there. So I'll, I'll pick up something later and make up for it. I'm sorry. I don't like to litter, but I also don't want to get run over by multiple vehicles. So it was a bit of a, an issue that happened there. I saw this gigantic crow with Alec. We were taking boxes over to my sister Rhiannon's house. Um, to for storage and this crow which felt like it was like 10 feet tall and thick a thick boy um hopping around just doing its thing it was really funny and then later we went by to get uh like an orange creamsicle coffee from this local coffee shop sunday 
and we saw this huge vulture sitting on top of this person's house, like a, almost like a, a hood ornament. And this other crow, which was pretty big, kept trying to go around it, getting it to fly away. And we just ignored that crow. It had no interest in the crow whatsoever. It was like, whatever. Work it out. And that inspired the painting that I'm working on right now, actually. It's going to be a face, a uh, human face, in the middle of a forehead of a crow. And it's going to have, like, a head and then, like, the bust. And then it'll have, like, lots of colors and patterns and stuff. As you know, I am well-to-do. I feel, I feel renewed. I really do, honestly. I feel like, I feel like I can, I can take on a lot of things right now, which I haven't felt for a while. I really haven't felt that for a while. I felt very, very, very defeated for quite some time. And I've been trying to just kind of find my focus in all these things and taking baths enjoying a little uh relaxing things uh <laughs> and all types of stuff like that and it's just making little pieces i'm about to finish the sketchbook uh i've got one page left and then i'm going to do a big sketchbook tour uh for patreon and i'll probably do something a couple of my favorite pages i'll put up on the website and the instagram so that feels good to have that almost done. Uh, I started that in March, so I've really been kind of blowing through all these pages and going. And I just feel, I feel very happy about that. I really do. There's just this, this fear I had of not being able to finish things. And now I've done exactly that. I'm finishing things. Sometimes you just have to, you have to let it go and then try and move forward regardless of how many things get in the way. I think that voice in the back of your head is always like, do you really, do you think you should? How about you try something else? <laughs> and sometimes you just got to listen, you got you can listen to it, but most of the times I typically try to suggest you don't. Just do your own thing. Believe me, you'll, you'll be better for it if you just follow yourself. Uh, I started a war, naturally, with... Um, chibi artist in america uh chibi is kind of like a cutie little i won't say gremlin uh munchkin art i guess uh from japan of uh, like famous kind of characters and whatnot and recently it has become really popular that uh white women on on the internet have been kind of uh culturally appropriating it and making all this artwork and it's not so much, it's not bad artwork. It's just, it's very culturally appropriative. Like, it's one of those things where it is, you can appreciate it, but to profit off of it without any of the significance of it, the cultural significance of it, and the history of it, and even when you make art, it's based on something else. You're supposed to draw attention to it, not just to yourself and make money. So I've been a little annoyed with that recently I've, I've declared war on quite a few people not openly to them but verbally about the art form in america because i've seen all these like really great artists who are japanese and are making it and they're not nearly as successful as kind of these these uh content creators i guess 
who were doing it. And it's it's a little upsetting. It's kind of like uh it's kinda of like when people go to like Carnival and then they come back and they wear their carnival costumes for Halloween and it's kind of a Halloween costume now and it's not about the culture of what it's about. And I realize to some people that's not a big deal, but stuff like that matters. Like you're not supposed to take someone else's culture and make it into a Halloween costume. It's kind of gross. It's a little disrespectful. Yeah. So that's just my take on it. You can disagree with me if you like. You're welcome to. You can write me emails about it. You can do all types of stuff. Uh, podcast at gmail.com. I welcome your criticisms <laughs> or, your, or your agreements or your conversations or any of these things. I just feel like... My issue with it, like I said before, is not that you can't make art that is based off of other art that you like. You very much can. You very much do. All these things. But there is a certain aspect of like, there's a certain culture vulture aspect to it where you make, where you make a lot of money and off of something that doesn't really belong to you. And I know people go like, well, I made the art, so the art belongs to me. It's like, yeah, but you know what I mean. <laughs> there's, a, there's a very frustrating aspect of people pretending like they don't understand. Because they do understand. They just like making money off of it. Or they just pretend like they don't know because they don't care. And they won't say they don't care because if they said they don't care, then they're kind of heartless about it. And then that's a different conversation. So... Think about it. I want to give a huge shout out to Artisan Wellness Project. They make really great products. Sobs and bombs and incense and all these things. And you should really go check them out. Uh, the link will be in below. Also, a big shout out to Yasutomi Inc. One of my favorite, favorite ink brands. They got paper, they got ink, they got watercolors, they got all type brushes, they got all types of great stuff. I use it all the time. I think they're wonderful, and I desperately would love you to go check it out. That's uh, yasatomi.com. You can obviously uh, find the link in the description. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Well, a painter file story. Ha ha. Um, I'm trying to think of a good one. <laughs> I love that people are like, you don't think about these beforehand before you start talking about them. And I was like, there's just so many of them that I just, I start talking about them. And then I feel like if I plan it out too much, then I just get very summarizey as opposed to just telling like an actual story about it. So, oh, I know the right one. So when I started going off to art school, my mom had this really gorgeous leather giant portfolio case. And she let me have it. And it had like a, a hard plastic handle on it. Like that when you zipped it up, you put your stuff in. And it was super heavy. And in retrospect, I didn't think it through. Because um, the handle rusted off. And then I just had to carry it like a regular one as opposed to getting a, a, a canvas one, like I ended up getting much, much later. But I'm in my old car, 
which was a 1982 BMW. I don't even remember what it was. It was a two-door with a crank sunroof that leaked horribly. And in the trunk, I would put my portfolio. And I would put it in. If it was raining, I'd put it in wet. I didn't think anything about it. And it was just this really beautiful, beautiful portfolio. And it had this, like, corny, corny bumper sticker that said, Dragons will eat you with ketchup because you are delicious. <laughs> and I don't know why I thought that was the greatest thing ever, but I just did. I thought it was incredible. And in that, I would put all these, I'd put, like, these huge uh, portfolio pads, like, drawing pads and, like, pencils and markers and all this stuff and I have a book bag with me so I'd have like these two giantly heavy things that would come with me and I had like this faux like crocodile uh, mesh type of uh, print to the leather it might not even have been real leather it might have been plastic now that I think about it but I thought it was the cool it might have been pleather I thought it was the coolest thing ever though i thought it was the thing that made me the most legitimate artist there (laughs) it's so stupid but i loved it though i thought that thing was i thought that thing was like columbo's uh what was it columbo's jacket like uh all right so kids i need you to type in the words columbo on google and he was a detective with a squinty eye and he used to wear like a trench coat and so basically yeah it's a trench coat but it was one of those things that was really kind of distinctive about his look to me and I thought that was like my legit moment that was like my moment in the sun shining so bright that you could see me from a distance and made me amazing and Maybe it did a little bit, but I I loved that thing. I loved it so much. When it broke, I was so sad. I tried to figure out ways to like fix it with duct tape, but it was the brass ring. The rings that held the handle to the case were like, they just rusted out one day and it broke. And so I had to like tuck it under my arm and I was just, it was super big and difficult to carry. And I think eventually I gave up on it. But at the time, you had to you had to carry your portfolio with you, uh, and also a tackle box with all your all your like all your brushes and like pastels and inks and paints and brushes and pencils and pens and markers and all these things. So you had this super heavy tackle box with skateboard stickers all over it. It was blue, and then and I think I had some tech decks in there actually. It was the early 2000s when they were new and they cost like 20 bucks a piece. And yeah, I just thought it was the greatest thing. Oh, needed erasers and charcoal, compressed charcoal. And yeah, I just thought it was the greatest thing ever. I I would just carry that and I'd carry that. And then I have like, I think for a while I carried a book bag. And then after a while I just stopped carrying the book bag with me. So I would have these, these things all together. And, yeah, I was super lopsided, a lot of weight. <laughs> I was definitely throwing my back out trying to carry all this stuff. But, yeah, I was the coolest thing ever as far as I was concerned. 
before my cardigan days. So I, you know, I'm like 125 pounds. I've shaved my head. Uh, so I got no dreads. I got no fro. I got no nothing. I've just got my shaved head, my long bucket pants, my Jinkos, and my my uh, t-shirts, my black t-shirts. I think at the time I had one that said Raven's Rules, which was a wrestling reference. Somebody had gotten it for me for my birthday when I was in high school, and it still fit me, so I used to wear it all the time. And I had my Wolverine combat boots. So I was just a full-on mess of heavy, heavy, heavy clothing. <laughs> but I remember it vividly. I remember it very much. I had my one tattoo at the time, which was my on my left arm, which was my dragons, which everybody said looked like seahorses. And I was doing illustrations for, like, newspapers and doing, like, paintings for windows, for places, and just all types of stuff. It was very interesting and kind of messy. And I was more messy than I was interesting. But it was the beginning of the start of me and all the art that I was into. I think I studied a lot of like Glenn Barr at the time, which was funny because I didn't like oil, using oil pastels, but that's primarily only thing that he works in. So it was just very, it was very different. And I would carry, I would take that to like figure drawing classes and stuff like that outside of school that I would go to on Friday nights or on Tuesday nights. And it was just wild. It was always wild and always free and always kind of interesting and beautiful. And I made all these friends of all these artists that were like these really much older, very like interesting, powerful artists. And I did not, I was outclassed by a lot of, mild classed and outscaled to be honest. But that was okay. I, there's nothing wrong with that. You're 20, 22. 21, 22, 20, 21, 22. And you're just going to kind of go forward and make things and like mistakes <laughs> and bad choices, but also like some really great art. I'm sorry that I don't keep, I haven't kept any of that stuff because it would have been interesting. I've got one image in my mind of this blue painting of myself sitting in front of a mirror and I've got one hand up and I'm unraveling my brain. I'm unraveling my head as my head kind of falls away like a bandage part of it. Uh, and then, like, brushes and stuff are kind of coming out and paints and whatnot and little newspaper clippings and whatnot. My professor didn't think it was very good because I did not use the right mediums to do it, but I used watercolors on, like, newsprint. And she was like, you got to use it on good paper. <laughs> She was right, I should have used it on good paper. But I think at the time, I was just like, I don't have any money. This is all I have. So this is what you get. Later on, going into uh, Van Gogh exhibits, seeing um, seeing artwork from Toulouse-Lautrec on napkins with grease pencils and uh, butcher paper with, with grease pencils and whatnot, being under glass and all this stuff. So... You can make art with whatever you have, and if it's good enough, people will save it and keep it forever, and it'll be worth billions. So take with that what you will, my friends. Take with that what you will.
Hmm. Self-promotion time. Um, please join the Patreon. That would be super cool. There's so much great stuff on there. There's videos. There's its own podcast. There's artwork that only you see. There's processing works as, as they come about. There's entire blogs and messages and voicemails and etc. So it would be great. Oh, and a pen pal process, which I have to actually write this week. Uh, yeah. Hit it up. The uh, description will be... <laughs> the links will be in the description. Wow, just bump that up. All right. Yeah, there's stuff. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. My brain is tired. There's so much going on. But, yeah, I always try and make sure that I... I do at least three to four things for my Patreons every week. So it would be great if you joined. It helps so much. All right. I don't know about you, but stress has been getting to me a little. I didn't think it would. Because I hold so much of it to my chest and I choose a lot of times not to react to a lot of things. I have this theory that if you weigh it out, breathe on it, that you can move past it. I am not necessarily right about that, but I'm not wrong either. Sometimes you have to really address these things. The idea of kind of letting them go without really focusing on them doesn't oftentimes help you in the long run. Here's some chapstick. My lips feel dry. Bird speeds pomegranate. Uh, so yeah, let's breathe. That's a good one. life you've got these jars full of water and these jars you put all your goods and your bads and they mix them in together and you've just got like a full pitcher of water and you have this fear that if you pour the water out you'll let go all the good stuff and only the bad stuff will be there ha ha I have this theory that the good stuff is always replenishing the bad stuff typically just holds on because you hold on to it because you're afraid of losing things. So I'm going to ask you to mentally pour all the water out, baby. Just pour it all out. Give it to your plants. Hold the water glass in your hand. Take all that negative energy and all the positive and just put it all in there. Blow it right into the glass. Darth Vader. And just let it go. You don't need it. Like I said, the good will replenish. The bad is simply kind of leeching off of you. But you do have to address it. You can't just 
put it all in there and pour it away and expect it to be gone. In actuality, there is a quite a bit of, you know, self-reflection that happens in these things. But I believe, from my heart of hearts, that you can do this. So, walk over to your plants. Give your plants the life. Give them that energy. Give them that focus. They'll clean it. And it'll flower and bud and do all these great things. It's all just a circle of life. A beautiful, beautiful circle of life. And you you can do a lot. Even if you don't think you can. Love you, Galaris. All right. So that's the end of the show. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it brought you peace, satisfaction, and, you know, enjoyment. Uh, This was episode 139. Next one will be 140 because that's how numbers work. Um, Please support the podcast in the best way you can. Give it a like, a subscribe, a comment, a five-star review, if you will, wherever you listen to it. It always helps. It always brings more people to it. And I love and appreciate you. If you can retweet it, if that's an option, do that. Everything you do is super helpful to me. So I really appreciate that. I'm only four subscribers away from having 200 subscribers on YouTube. And that would be really cool if we could get to that. I feel like all this art, I've been trying to make something every day except for the weekends. So there's lots of content on the YouTube for you to watch. Some are shorts, some are longs, some are from five or ten years ago. (laughs) But there's so much artwork on there. And, uh, yeah, just leave a comment. I love writing back and forth with people. I think it's just kind of fun. And, yeah. Till next time, Galatas. I shall see you later. Painter out.